Hi, and welcome to the latest episode of the Good Works Podcast. Today, we're going to talk about the bright spots happening out in the community during this dreary January weather. And as always, please stay tuned until the end when Sarah and I will tell you what we're looking forward to in the coming weeks. Randy? Is it too late in the month to say Happy New Year? I don't think so. Okay, it's still January. Yeah. All Happy right. New Year. Happy New Year. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we're now at that time of year. The holidays are behind us. Um, we're starting a fresh new year and January is long and gray and we've got some more gray months ahead of us. Yeah, that's for sure. We were teased just a few weeks ago with that really nice weather. Yeah, and we had to say to ourselves, no, don't get used to yeah. it. Yep. That's May. Right, <laughs> right. <laughs> So as we look at the weather, um, it can feel like a long winter, but the truth is there are some real bright spots out there in the community. And something special about the winter is Valentine's Day. Mm -hmm. And we were talking here about the fact that we can send a Valentine to the community we love by getting out there and volunteering. Yep. I think that's one of the best ways we can show our community that we love them um, and each other by pitching in, whether that's doing um, helping your neighbor Mm -hmm. um, shoveling the sidewalk and shoveling the driveway or choosing an organization, a nonprofit organization that really speaks to you yes. and saying, how can I help you? And that's what we thought we would chat about. Sarah and I obviously both work in the nonprofit sector and we spend all day working on the community and thinking, how can we make this a great place to live? Yep. But believe it or not, <laughs> when we leave the foundation and drive home, Oftentimes, we are switching gears from professional philanthropy mm -hmm. to community volunteer. So, Sarah, tell us about some of the things you do when you're not on the clock, when you're off the clock, and you're still out there helping the community. Sure. So, um, if you've heard previous podcasts, you hear me talk about baseball all the time. Mm -hmm. um, my kiddo is 11 years old, and baseball sort of runs our life. Um, for the full calendar year now. So I do a lot of volunteering for um, our travel baseball team. And so, in fact, I have a bank bag with concession <laughs> sales money that after I leave work, I'm going to have to stop at the bank and deposit that. But it, it does two things for me. It um, enables me to really participate in something that my kid loves. But I'm also giving back to the team and the families and the community that really, really love um, baseball as a pastime. So since I know you're not a coach. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> um, how are some of the ways that you volunteer for the team? Sure. So for the team, I am the treasurer of um, all things travel baseball. Um, so all of the fundraising activities that we do to help offset expenses as a result of, um, you know, of just travel baseball, tournament fees and supplies and uniforms and stuff like that, I manage all of the money that comes in. Um, along with volunteering at our concession stand at the gym, um, again, to raise money for the team to help with fees. And what happens, so you raise that money for mm -hmm. the team. Um, how do you make sure that kids who might otherwise not get to play are able to be part of the team because of all that fundraising? Right, so if we have a family, because, you know, this stuff is expensive. Mm -hmm. um, we want to make sure any kid who wants to play baseball has an opportunity to. So some of the money that we do raise can go to offset the fee for travel ball. That's wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. And you mentioned it allows you to do something with your son. Yeah. So uh, tell us about that. You know, when, you, when you're at concessions... Uh, He's usually coming over for a hot dog. 
that he doesn't have money to pay for. So, <laughs> so this <laughs> is a win-win situation. It's a win-win, yeah. And I usually will volunteer concessions while he's playing a game because I can see the um, during basketball season I can see the court mm-hmm. that he's on. Um, so I'm I'm volunteering and enjoying whatever he's doing at the same time. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. So let's hear what you do, Randy. Well, <laughs> um, over the years, the list is long. Yeah. But right now, similarly, I'm deeply involved with the Corning Pain and Post Band Boosters. Oof. Yeah. Anyone who's listening to this and is a friend of mine um, outside of podcasting can attest to the fact that if you're around me for more than five minutes, I'm going to bring up band boosters. And when you say deeply involved, you are deeply (laughs) involved. (laughs) I love it. I didn't play in the marching band when I was in high school. Um, I don't have any musical ability whatsoever. Uh, So this gives me a chance to be up close and personal with an activity that is brand new to me. And I, um, I'm learning a lot. So I also play the treasure role. I'm um, the treasurer of student accounts for the Corning Painted Post Band Boosters. So we have a really similar um, experience in our volunteerism. I work on all the fundraisers and I help make sure that all that money is accounted for and um, individual students have fundraising balances Mm -hmm. so that they can raise money toward particularly travel. Mm -hmm. Um, We're very fortunate to live in a community here where music is well-funded in the schools. So um, we aren't in the position of having to raise money for the school program in any way, we get to raise money for all of the extras. Um, And those often include trips. Um, Boy, it is a year-round activity, just like you said. Mm -hmm. You've got fall um, competition and performance season, winter pep season, spring parade season, and summer band camp season. So that's why, (laughs) yes, it's kind of a 24-7 volunteer gig. Um, Also, the band boosters get to do a lot of work to create the band community. So we planted a lot of events throughout the year for both the kids and the the larger community. Um, My favorite thing because I'm not out on the field, obviously, marching or playing the clarinet that like my daughter really is. That would be really funny. That would be really funny. This gives me a chance to spend time with other parents yeah. who have similar-aged children and kids with similar interests. So when we're working in the concession stand or at hospitality or setting up the field or doing any of these things, we get to kind of trade stories um, and give each other tips and advice. And these people become your dear friends. And now I have this wonderful group of parents and caregivers, grandparents that are involved that I can text or reach out to just because I'm curious about something else happening at the high school. So that's a real side effect of volunteering is the strengthening of relationships with people you might not otherwise get to meet. Right. Your social community. You do. I have more friends because of the time I spend volunteering, and I love that. So, yeah, if you see us out and about, there's a big chance that we're doing something for the Community Foundation, but there's also a chance that we're uh, either in band booster mode or travel ball mode, Mm -hmm. and Regardless of what mode we're in, please come up and say hi. And we want to challenge our listeners Mm -hmm. to get out there and volunteer as well and to take the idea of Valentine's Day as a jumping off point. If you've been sitting on the sidelines and seeing something that interests you, but you haven't been really sure how to engage, we can tell you it's far easier than you think. If you walk up to anyone volunteering for something and say you're interested too, trust me. (laughs) They're going to be excited to hear those words. Yes. Yep. 
For sure. And we just, I had a call last week from a parent who wanted to know um, if there was a place that she could go to, uh, like a one-stop shop, a website or whatever, that could tell her where she could take her kids to volunteer. Because mm. I know for a lot of families, that's really important. Um, a lot of our, our families are very blessed and privileged to mm-hmm. have the lifestyle that we have, but there's also a lot of people who are not as fortunate. And so one of the things that she wanted to do is to really show her kids that they've got to take, uh, they've got to be part of helping and taking care of her community. Um, so I encouraged her to think about and to have a conversation with her kids, like what's their passion? Mm-hmm. A lot of small kids will say animals and nature, yes. which is great. So you go to the SPCA or you go to Tanglewood or you go to Spencer Crest. But then there's also a variety of places that love to have kids come in, like the food bank. Um, and kids can pack backpacks and um, measure flour and um, box bread and things like that. So there's a lot of opportunities out there for kids. And if you're listening and have that question, you're always welcome to reach out to us. That's not something we do in an official capacity, but trust me, we usually do know where some needs are. So if you were to reach out to Sarah or me, um, we would happily connect you to an organization in need. Well, with that said, in addition to volunteering, what else are you looking forward to in the next couple of weeks, Well, speaking of Valentine's Day, we have a special event that will be held right before Valentine's Day on February 13th. Um, The foundation is hosting our second Gratitude Summit, Gratitude Summit 2020, which will be, um, we're taking everything that we learned last year at the summit about making sure we have gratitude and happiness in the workplace and really trying to crank it up a notch. Um, We want folks to walk away from the summit with a plan and strategy in hand to um, really implement a a gracious, a gratitude sort of culture into their workplace. So that's February 13th, 8 to 4 at the Corning Museum of Glass. And you can go to our website for more information about that. Yeah, and I know it's filling up, but there are spaces available. So um, if you're hearing this, go ahead and take advantage now while there are still spaces. How about you, Randy? Well, band? Band. Definitely looking forward to band. There's actually a huge event happening really soon um, at the high school, the Winter Guard Invitational, believe Mm -hmm. it or not. Corning is hosting the Northeast Regional Winter Guard Competition. Wow. Yeah. uh, Guards coming from um, even Canada. Like, it's a big, giant opportunity. So if you like seeing people throw flags very high into the air (laughs) and wonder how on earth are they going to catch that and then feel blown away when you watch them do it. Um, Head to Corning Painted Post High School's Fieldhouse this weekend (laughs) and see the competition. It's going to be spectacular. Um, But no, that's something I am looking forward to that happening, but I'm looking forward to the following weekend. There's an event in town that I have never been able to attend because of scheduling. And this year I can, and it's called the Kappa Ball. Mm. And it's an event that raises money annually for scholarship and mentoring services for young African-American boys in the region. Um, And it's put on by a group of men who all share a fraternity background from college. Um, Many of these folks attended um, historically black colleges or universities. Um, It's a really strong brotherhood, and we've been involved here at the foundation since the very beginning, and this is the first time I'm able to attend their event. Oh, that's great. I hear it's so much fun, and the biggest thing I hear is that it is a 
dress to impress situation. <laughs> Ooh. So there is a sequin dress hanging in my closet waiting to be donned. Oh my goodness. For the event. Um, yeah. <laughs> I dress up for a lot of events, but I've heard Kappa, you have to take oh, it yeah. to the next level. I've seen photos from that event and yeah, people are pretty spiffy. Yeah. So I will be spiffing up. Uh, my husband will be attending with me and we're going to go party like the Kappas uh, and they certainly know how to do it. Awesome. Well, Sarah, this has been delightful as always. always. Thank you for talking with me about your volunteerism. Yeah. Um, I get to watch from afar as baseball season happens, and I think my favorite part is watching your tan develop. <laughs> you can <laughs> tell when spring training is happening because all of a sudden Sarah gets darker and darker. Yeah. yeah. And I do use SPF too. Yeah, yes. you do. Yeah. You yeah. use Very SPF, good. but man, yeah. you spend all that time out there watching right. those kids play. Um, so, well, we'll see how things go with the Kappa Ball and the Gratitude Summit, and then we will be back with you uh, for the next episode of the Good Works Podcast. Mm-hmm.